Hello, Tim Bellpot listener. I just wanted to throw out a bit of a disclaimer that these early episodes, we were still figuring it out, and we got better in pretty much every way. Definitely audio, storytelling, joke telling, research. So, um, you know, maybe start with episode 20. But if you still want to see what the growing process was like for us, continue listening to these early ones because I could see all that's fun. But um, just know it gets better. Hi, guys. I just wanted to let you know that since the last disclaimer, we've gotten so much better at making disclaimers. Like, for example, um, this one has lasers. This one has some dinosaurs. They even talk like a robot in this one. And if you want to listen to an episode like without any disclaimers, I would say um, maybe like 27, I think Bruiser Brody, I think that was like the first episode where we figured out kind of, oh, this is what we do. So yeah, no disclaimers on that one. Um, I mean, you can listen to this old ass episode. I wouldn't, you know, and I fucking wrote it and edited it and researched it and all right, well, uh, enjoy this episode. murdered vader uh, well we're at least an accomplice like an accomplice to it we're gonna get questioned about it yeah we're getting questioned especially me especially me (laughs) that's definitely something that's gonna happen and his passing may or may or may or may not be the reason why uh we're releasing the our first episode a little bit later (laughs) than expected i think what you gonna do what you gonna do all right well we will talk about vader eventually today for podcast number two, Tim Bell Pod, we are talking about Dino Bravo. I'm here with pro wrestler, stand-up comedian, former PWX champion of the world, Jake Manning. An acclaimed YouTuber, my friend. I have, yeah. I, I, that, that's how you just become an acclaimed YouTuber. You just say that you are. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right too. And also, I don't know, let's see, MMA connoisseur, wow, wow. Uh, a guy who's watched every movie ever in the history of movies. Pro wrestling fan Michael Loving. Woo, seen No Holds Barred at least three times. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm Nick Alexander, and people in public have called me a stand up comedian. Mostly me. And when I introduce you at one of my shows that I'm running, so. Just a stand up comedian. Yeah. All right. The Italian strongman, the Canadian strongman, the strongest man the in the world, strongest man, Dino Bravo. There's going to be a lot of bad accents in this episode. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. All by me. Adolfo Bresciano (laughs) was born in Campobasio, Italy, August 6th, 1948. Bresciano began wrestling in 1970 in Montreal, Montreal, uh, Canada. He took the name Dino Bravo from a wrestler in the 60s who was part of the Bravo Brothers, and by take, I don't know if it was, he just stole it, or he was just given it, like, an Italian tiger mask type situation. Yeah, it was the Canadian tiger mask. you know, that's how uh, Ricky Steamboat got his name, because he looked like Sam Steamboat. So they just called him He's like, you look a lot like this guy, so you're going to be so... Which is something that George South does to this day. (laughs) Because I was known as Greg Armstrong for, like, maybe, like, three (laughs) months. You could be an Armstrong brother. Well, that was the first thing (laughs) that George South saw when he looked at me. He's like, oh, you're... You're you're part of the Armstrong family. You're my (laughs) bullet, Jake Manning. So I was, for a long time, I was... Jake, Greg, Bullets, Armstrong, Manning. That's wow. when I knew. That's when I knew that I finally got over with George. Is he? He would tag on the actual working name that I wanted to use at the end. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. how I knew. Respect. He was trained by Gino Brito, who and they often worked as a tag team together. And he was billed as Brito's cousin. Which, you know, hey, I'm Italian, your name's Dino, I'm yeah, Gino. Yeah, we're all related hey, somehow. Yeah. Forget ha- about which it. Which seemed to happen a lot, like, hey, you have a vowel at the, at the end of your last <laughs> name, we're Italian, we will tag together. 
In the uh, 1970s, he wrestled in the NWA Los Angeles and Mid-Atlantic Territories to get exposure and experience, and he held a lot of belts uh, in both of those. So he was pretty successful up front. He'd have matches with people like the Andersons and even challenge Harley Race for the NWA Championship, which pretty big deal. Yeah, and, and Harley's the man probably made him look... Probably better than he probably deserved at the time because <laughs> Harley's a beast. And then, of course, also in the Middle Atlantic Territories, he's working with the Andersons, yeah. which is uh, a Good big deal. Ollie. Yeah, which is a big deal in the Mid Atlantic area, and especially since. I mean, that was when they were, were, they were the Wrecking Crew back then, or was that? Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Yeah. But also, too, like the Andersons, the, the, the quote with them was always like, why didn't you guys ever go anyplace else, like to other territories and something like that? You were always in the Mid-Atlantic. And yeah. Ole's response was always like, well, I was making thousands of dollars <laughs> here. Why would I, I leave? I enjoyed my life and things were good. Yes, yeah. that's why I never went anywhere else. <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> Just quite simply. But uh, but yeah, for, coming for the Andersons, that's like going straight to the top right, right, right away. And, yeah. and I'm sure the you know, houses were good, and especially the Mid-Atlantic area. A lot of the wrestlers at the time kind of look like substitute teachers, <laughs> like because they were. Uh, yeah, some of them uh, maybe, but like you know, you look at somebody, you know, nothing against them. Um, Johnny Weaver. Johnny Weaver is basically like this area is Joe DiMaggio, like, yeah. and he even he would even like wrestle like during the days of Dusty, like every once in a while they'd book him against somebody just to, you know, give him a nice little rub, a little send off. Mm -hmm. Just kind of like, hey, this guy was a big deal. Let's show a little bit of respect to, to Johnny Weaver. And he was a big time star at this time. But if you look at him compared to someone like Roman Reigns or an AJ Styles or, yeah. or even like a John Cena, you're like, this guy was a top guy, but he was, he yeah. really was. So huh. someone like of Dino's size, a very, you know, very stout weightlifter guy. I'm sure mm -hmm. he stood, stood out right away, and it's probably helped for someone as green as him to go right to the top with the Andersons. And uh, uh, that, I think that's something we'll touch on throughout his uh, wrestling story is that he was very over in some places and then just could never carry it to WWF. Everyone loves you in one spot, but back then, advertising and just word of mouth didn't travel far. But he's Canadian, he's Italian, yeah. so all those places that are strong, Italian places, or in Canada, he's like a god. But yeah. I'm sure Carolinas yeah. were just like, all right, uh, we've heard of the Italians before. Like, <laughs> the food is very good. We got a good pizza place up the street. Yeah. <laughs> All right, in 77, Dino had a short run with WWF before quitting and going back to Canada. I didn't see too much about that. Before his title or his tag title run, right? Yeah, yeah. this is before. Uh, yeah, I have no clue on any of that. Well, there's there was a lot, you know, at that time there was a lot of, I think there was like a crew of Montreal people that would come down. I think there was even like a, a contingent of people that was like a part of a Montreal crew like Bruno before he was like big in the WWF mm -hmm. <laughs> he was he became a bigger star in Montreal before he ever was a big star in New York so there was a lot of symbiotic relationship between huh. Montreal and the W WWF I hate it's exhausting it. it's, it's exhausting exhausting. <laughs> exhausting I know why they changed it and I know why they changed it again so just W cubed F uh, there you go make my end if that would have been been around for the internet it would have been Jesus! the old white men that would be giving out the web address it's www.www off just give me the numbers of how many the w's there are all right, so between his short WWF run, between the NWA, the Mid-Atlantic stuff, uh, when he went back to Canada, he was big enough to get a singles push in the Montreal territory. In 78, Dino would even win the uh, Canadian heavyweight title, which who knows what Just the like fuck moose, that is. like moose antlers yeah. or some shit, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, Dino, this is, like I said before, he... Dino was loved in Canada. Uh, he was a big deal in Montreal. He won titles. He was loved as a face. He was hated as a hill. He was respected as a worker. And he became a legendary Canadian wrestler. Even today, if you if you go through the forums or Reddit or whatever, if you see people from Canada talk about Dino, they're like, oh my God. You know, you think they're talking about, you know... Uh, 
Lex Luger or something. Like that. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't see that coming. Wow. Worst example ever. Or Johnny huh? Weaver in the Carolinas, okay? Like, I mean, the, he was the Lex Luger of the yeah, Johnny the, Weaver. He era. was very loved in Canada, and then here, he just never picked up steam in WWF. As, well, you know. a big thing is the Montreal territory. A lot of the guys that were French Canadian and speaking French, so those people in Montreal, they respected that. You know? yeah. it, it's, it's much like anything. Like, if you had someone like Kenny Omega say something in Japanese, right. the Japanese crowd would go, they would, appreciate, it. They yeah. would appreciate the fact that you took the time to learn about our yeah. culture. But somebody that grew up there and and knew the language, automatic babyface. So you bring yeah. somebody in from Puerto Rico or from the States that, that doesn't speak the language and refuses yeah, to assimilate yeah. to the culture, they just boom right away yeah. and they tell you to build a wall. Yeah. Something along those lines. After his big fancy uh, Montreal run, he come back to WWF and he'd win the tag team titles with his partner Dominic Danucci from. Hey, you're Italian. I'm Italian. <laughs> yeah, no, I... Do you know I... my mom? Because I know your mom. <laughs> uh, side piece of trivia for you guys: Dominic Danucci is the trainer of George South. No, nope. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Who. Mick uh, Foley and Shane no, Douglas. Sure. Oh. Wow. That's pretty good. And they're yeah. not even Italians. Yeah, exactly. Should, yeah. <laughs> I forgot to point out that uh, who they beat was Professor Tanaka for the movie stuff, who had become Sub-Zero in Arnold Schwarzenegger's Running Man. <laughs> I don't know if anyone is... No, 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 you don't remember Sub-Zero? I remember I know Mortal Kombat Sub-Zero. Oh, jeez. Sub-Zero, now playing Zero. There, we got an Arnold impersonation on the <laughs> podcast. Now we're, we're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and his partner was Mr. Fuji. <laughs> yep. We got an Austrian accent. We got Italian accents. We got all the accents, guys. We got to hit it all. I could do Mr. Fuji, but I feel like it would be frowned upon. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I had I had another follow up joke, but I'm like, oh, we're already we're already treading lightly after the Vader incident. Okay, it was something with the frown. Yep. All right, that's that another. Right. What's the next thing? Uh, in the eighties, he didn't have much going on. I uh, just kind of floated around doing uh, singles and tag stuff. Yeah, but uh, just say floated around. He was just doing the circuit on the territories. Yeah, yeah. made a good living. One. Yeah, place. no, no. And he always made a good living. In fact, too good of a living, as we find. Well, we're gonna find out later. Uh, don't, don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> around this time, I think is when he started doing stuff in Japan. And apparently, I couldn't. I don't know if I watched the correct match, but apparently, has a legendary uh, tape trader, you know, smarky match against Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I watched the one. There's two on YouTube. One is like a fan cam. It looks like it's a U.S. match. I don't know, but then there's the, clearly the J- Japanese one where Abdullah takes he blades hard way too. It looks like he like he does the old pull his face right into the ring post and then he busts open and then Dino takes the takes the blade job and just blades way too hard and just all over the place you know the match I'm sorry, I was just, I heard him say a fan say blade job, but I just got immediately pissed off. I'm sorry. That's, that's the pro wrestler in me. Like, <laughs> wait, 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 what exactly? You're like, oh, the blade job. Like, it was like, and I was like, what? It's sorry. I, I thought, it just, as a pro wrestler, I immediately got mad. Well, I'm really confused. Why? It's just protect business, brother. <laughs> oh, we gotta, no. we're doing that even now? No, though. we're not. You don't have to. I'm, say, I'm saying it's me, not you. Okay? I know, I know. I understand. I just I want to get the psychology of it all. Just don't turn into Bubba the Love Sponge and start calling everybody brother and talking gim- and saying, calling everything the gimmick, okay? Like, just just be a, still be a normal human being. <laughs> well, we, and we I'm not fucking your wife either. <laughs> just curious. We um, opened up a can of worms and they're uh, all, I don't know. That was a tangent we just went on right there. <laughs> But uh, but no, like uh, I have not seen the match, but I have seen an Abdullah Butcher match before. So you so get it. I get it. I get and it. And I could be totally wrong. I, I don't. I don't. I remember Abdullah busted the hard way because it looked bad, but I don't remember if Dino or if it was just Abdullah going too crazy like he normally does and just ripping his face too much and bleeding all over the place. I've seen Abdullah walk out of the curtain, busted the hard way, yeah. just already. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The calm, curtain. Man. Those curtains. They got those little. They they just cut you. <laughs> little calm, a little calm, B. You know, let's just say that. But, like, that was what Abdullah was known for, you know, like, blood and guts. And in Japan, legendary feud with him and the Sheik taking on the Funk Brothers. Yeah. Like, that's why Terry Funk retired in, I think it was, like, 1983. His first one? Or his yeah, that first one in 1983? Yeah, the first one where he said, forever, forever. Forever! And, forever! And, 
and people were always like, Terry, why, why'd you retire then? And he said, because I could. Because yeah. he'd made so much money uh-huh. wrestling the Sheik and Abdullah. And Damn. Abdullah was such a legend that he yeah. could just, you know, put anybody in there against Abdullah and you give it blood and guts and it was going to get over immediately. You mm-hmm. put anyone in there with Abdullah and they're going to walk away with some hepatitis. I mean, it's definitely a possibility. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Probability. <laughs> All right. Um, in 85, WWF took over Montreal-based wrestling company Lutte Internationale. I don't know how to speak French. Good accent, um, good accent. <laughs> uh, and upon, uh, they absorbed Dino as their champion, and he was uh, the WWF Canadian champion. Yeah, brought and, in in a nice suit and everything, looking suave. And uh, it seems like they mostly did that on house shows. And um, there is a grainy picture on the internet of the Canadian Championship, but not a lot of people know that much about it. Um, well, probably, probably it was on Canadian TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those TV rights are a little bit different than the okay, US. Yeah, so, so, not, so obviously, people that were watching it in Canada were were seeing the Canadian Champion all over it. You know, like I said, to keep the lo- local flavor. Right. Because that's one of the things that was also. When Vince was buying up all these territories, he wasn't really buying up the territory. What he was buying up was the TV rights. Okay. So mm-hmm. when you would absorb somebody, you would basically have the former promoter be like, well, this is my contact at the TV station. They will now be running WWF, right. not our promotion. Stampede, uh, mm. you know, Georgia Championship Wrestling, whatever. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just Nick. I'm just learning stuff right now. I don't know about you, <laughs> but that was that was that was what the thing about these territories. It was more interested in buying out the TV huh. time slots and rights and access gotcha. to that area, so that way he could advertise for house shows in those areas. I honestly, God, he, did not know this shit. Yeah, because it wasn't. Because I mean, Vince could run anywhere on the planet, but the key is to let people know about right, it. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, so if he's sense. if his television is running all the time, and then they scroll through, we're going to be coming to Minneapolis. Oh, okay, I want to go see that. That, uh, that Vince guy, pretty good at business. He, he did it right. I mean, he's okay. Except for, uh, except for Phil. Uh, yeah. Uh, soon, XFL 2. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for XFL 3 in 2029. <laughs> uh, soon after all that, Dino would leave after some Hulk Hogan shit. Yeah. What Hulk Hogan shit? In 86, he was scheduled to headline a card against oh. Hulk Hogan, but that match was canceled. And the rumor, which I assume is the truth, uh, is that the company did not want the Montreal crowd to cheer their hometown hero, Dino Bravo, over Hulk Hogan, which would have looked probably really weird on TV. Yeah, for... which, you, you know, you, you scoff at it, but I think that's the good call. I agree, but like, what are the? why would that even be booked in the first place? Yeah. Wouldn't they know that in the to begin with, like writing it down well, on a piece of paper. Yes, you should know that yeah, immediately. This is a bad that's, idea. That's the thing that jumped out to me. It was like, why? Okay, ooh, this isn't gonna work. Yeah, it shouldn't have worked when you thought of, hey, this guy's from this place. Let's go to this place and put him against Hulk Hogan. Guess what? Not gonna fucking work. Yeah, yeah. I just uh. unless you're gonna figure out a way to like. Uh, uh, what you gonna do, brother? And say that in French. That's that's your only hope. <laughs> Cheer. Whatsoever. Like, huge, huge pop. Dino's like shit. <laughs> After uh, that happened, Dino quit again, which apparently on either side wasn't that big of a deal because he came back to WWF <laughs> yeah. uh, a few months later. But guys could do that back then because right, if right. he quit there, he could just go to. Mid Atlantic. Yeah, or, he had options. Uh, he had options. So guys quitting was not that big. That's why I, I think the thing that surprised me the most about this stuff is how much they quit, they come back, they quit, they come back. There was never just like there was no animosity or hate. Or like I guess you just have so many bad breakups over your life that you feel like you know fuck you, I'm done with you. But in the wrestling world, it's like oh yeah, you're coming back, cool, we can make money together. So I, I, the whole non animosity part always surprised me. They're like, yeah, just come back, let's make money. But uh, this wasn't. I assume Dino just had his like ego bruised a little bit more. Like they didn't really like screw him over too bad either. So I'd assume both sides. Yeah, because I'm sure he wanted the match to happen. Right. Show yeah. that he's a bigger star than right, Hulk Hogan, right, yeah, yeah. and yeah. say like, see, I should be the guy holding yeah. the belt. And you know, maybe they think about it, but obviously that's not in the plans. Yeah. Because so. America doesn't fucking speak French, so you. Can't do that. When he came back to uh, WWF, he was noticeably more muscular and began bleaching his hair blonde, which yeah. made me sad because he quit over Hulk Hogan. 
So I feel like he was just staring at his mirror in his house and was just like, oh, brother, I'll brother. show you America. Yeah. Uh, say your prayers, eat your maple syrup, and watch your hockey is what he was, <laughs> what he was going for. Um, did that till his dying day. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he did. But he was, uh, he was a hill when he came back. He teamed up with uh, luscious Johnny Valiant with... Uh, and the stable with Greg the Hammer Valentine yeah. and Brutus Beefcake, who is my second least favorite wrestler of all time. Okay, do you, are you just going to tease us with your first favorite? or Sable. I hate Sable. You ha- What? Uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a whole other thing. I Sable. Hate, that's a whole different podcast. You talk about the woman with the boobs. Yes. I, I, okay. Oh, God. I could go off for like an hour on how much I hate Sable. You 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 want Brock. You're when which when Brock dies I'll talk about how much I hate Sable. <laughs> no thank you. Uh, I don't I don't know anything about this and I'm very intrigued. But Beefcake is all right with me. I'm a Beefcake apologist. So I th- I think he was a good friend to Hulk when Hulk had no money so it right, rightfully so. You know, Brutus should get a little bit of shine from Hulk. Uh-huh. I just want to say the Parasailer did a good job. All right. Uh, Dino, at this point, would start getting into his strongman gimmick. Apparently, in Canada, he was more of a technical, like, skilled wrestler. Uh, even I even heard High Flyer, which, you know, at the time was nothing. Um, Cross <laughs> j- jumping jacks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, drop kicks, but he was. Yeah, exactly. First rope, superplex. <laughs> But uh, with his new strongman gimmick, he would start brawling. He would use uh, punches, kicks, body slams, clotheslines, and power holds such as the bear hug. Ooh, classic. And I mean, wow, the ricochet of his time. But listen, that's the way WWF was set up that way. Yeah. You know, like he's, he's a big, strong guy. It calls for all that. You're in there. You're against... that strong. You've got to crush people. Exactly. You're going to be wrestling against barbarian and 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 all these other baby faces and stuff like that and that's basically what you're going to be doing anyways you know like you're just going to slow especially as a heel you're just going to grab somebody in a bear hug wait for ricky the dragon steamboat to sell it a little bit make a little bit of squeeze the life out of them yeah and if you all you got to do is just be mobile enough to take (laughs) that comeback and catch them on a cross cross body off the top and that's all you need to do back then okay like it's not that Didn't hard. he pay me? Yeah. Why, why does he, he need to even try head scissors? Okay? <laughs> like, he's a heel in WWF in the 80s. Rightfully so, he should be changing his moveset to be this. Jake makes a good point, but nah, he should have done more stuff. <laughs> well, as, I, as you eat your Cheez-Its, you're just like, <laughs> no, he should have done more stuff. I'm saying he should have done less stuff and moved slower. I just said that as a joke with the Cheez-Its, so it totally <laughs> killed. Well, I think maybe that could have been what did his career in, because he did look good. He was a jacked, he was a big dude, but he wasn't an imposing giant person like one man gang or you know but, someone but i will say this since we're talking about his strength yeah and obviously he'd been known as a high flyer more of a technical wrestler and this strongman thing kind of came out of nowhere a little right. bit um i have information from george south Ooh. he's he's my he's my deep throat on this podcast <laughs> anytime i need to you know get any questions you go I, to the parking lot i can... i say a name yeah, and then yeah. he gives me back information he's in the shadows he george tells south. me to follow the money yeah. and we go from there but no uh, it's basically when i brought up dino bravo to which he said oh he came in for crockett he was always crazy um, <laughs> that's a good opener which, don't bury the lead don't bury the lead at all 85 percent of the people and names i bring up to george south are fucking crazy they're crazy <laughs> well maybe not the f word in there but always crazy is usually his answer to it but he had an interesting story about when dino was at wwf because george was doing a lot of job matches at the time mm-hmm. and you know you'd get guys in there that weren't maybe up to par with a Ricky Steamboat or or even a Barbarian, a Warlord. Ooh, you know? So uh, you had some guys that were just different faces, the guys that were just like off the street. Anybody could get just a match. And one of the guys that wrestled Dino Bravo one time was Bob Emery. He, I believe he was a Nelson Royal guy, but he was kind of a bigger job guy. So I think the kind of the thought was like, oh, if Dino throws this guy around, it'll be impressive. Right, right. You yeah. know, and... Um, Dino's finish was an airplane spin, I guess, at this time. Yeah. And Dino went to pick up Bob Emery, and he couldn't get him up. Like, he tried and tried multiple to Bob times multiple where it times. Looks bad. And it, it, it just didn't look bad. And yeah. it ended with like an elbow drop. And Dino was so mad. 
But George was in the back going, you can lift a truck, Dino. How can you not pick up this guy? Like, you just did a whole bench press thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about here in a little bit. But, like, you're supposed to be this strong man, but you can't lift this guy, especially when he's assisting you. And then, of course, all the heat fell on Bob Emery because he's not a star. Right. Next TV taping, Bob Emery wrestled the Ultimate Warrior, and nobody's heard of Bob Emery ever again. So, <laughs> Warrior just clotheslined hard time everything he did. Murdered Bob Murdered Emery. Murdered him. Man. So, Bob Emery, if you're alive, let me know, please. I want to <laughs> know if you were safe from one job guy to another. Call us from the dumpster that you are currently in. Listen, he may have own a car dealership, so watch your tongue. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Good segue into Dino Bravo's uh, strength. At the first ever Royal Rumble in 1988, he attempted to bench press 700. Don't say attempted when he succeeded. <laughs> All right, Jesse. He attempted to bench press 715 pounds, which would have been a world record. At Was time. a world record. <laughs> which I think the world record now is well over a thousand pounds. Is it? Yeah. Boy, Jesus it's, it's Christ. Nuts. That's um, bullshit. We done. We done. Did some sports science and figured out the bench press. According to Hacksaw, he says they were legit trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that was the plan, but I'm sure they had Jesse there just, just in case. In case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't have a murder on TV. <laughs> <laughs> like world record or murder, Jesse? Why don't you bring these two points together? Well, is the flailing good with the neck? I don't think the flailing's good with the neck. Yeah, that I think that was the whole thing that. Dino either legitimately bench presses 715 and gets to walk around and say, I'm the world's strongest man, I bench press 715, or he doesn't, Jesse helps him, he cheats, and, and he'll then work galore. walks around, galore. I'm the world's strongest man. Yeah, I think that was that was a really good thing, you know, a good situation. It was a win-win situation with yeah. them getting some heat. And he didn't get up 715 legit, but he did get up 655, which is still pretty damn impressive. Uh, I can't do 655. Uh, I don't even know. I, can't squat six fifty five, so Yeah, and can't you can't pick up Bob Emery either. Yeah. So like, <laughs> there you go. But Bob Emery and six fifty five, not in my wheelhouse. Um any other thing? Because this was I would say this is the last hurrah with trying to make Dino a star. It was uh I don't know, Dino angle. got a clean pin over Bret Hart. There you go. But multiple. That, that was in multiple multiple? Because it was on the whole loop. You read the Bret Hart book. Oh, I, I just I saw that I saw there's a you there's a daily mo, or there's a YouTube match where he gets a clean pin on bread on something that's all I saw. No. But I assume they worked house shows like that and did that shit the whole time. In right? in I don't know if this is about this time or not, but it'd be probably be pretty close to this. Um, Bret Hart. It um, was late '89, from what I saw. Okay, it yeah. was they were working singles matches a lot. Yeah. Um, on a certain loop or whatever with where Brett was working Dino in singles matches yeah. and like he was jobbing to Dino every single night. And I believe it was Jules Strongbow came up to Brett one night and said, Hey, I called Vince and told him how good of a job you were doing and people were real buying what you're doing mm. and your merch is doing really well at these shows. So I told him that you should go up tonight <laughs> and Dino was pissed <laughs> and to which uh, Dino wanted you know heard that and was trying to prove that oh i'm i'm a good worker too yeah and wanted to do this spot that brett had done i think maybe with perfect or somebody else and, and that he it was a bit more athletic yeah. and brett's like are you sure you can do this <laughs> you know you know you're dino right yeah that's kind of what brett was brett said in his book like you know you're dino right and dino ended up hurting brett and uh. injured him well, what was it like? Because the one I saw was like a roll up, but it was kind of teased that it was a tights pull, but it was pretty clean. Do you remember? No, it basically, he, um, Brett even said in his book that he refused to do it because Dino dropped him over the guardrail and like messed up something in his He didn't like, hit him sternum. in the right spot. Yeah, hit him in the sternum. Yeah. And then uh, he was down on the ground, and then Dino threw him into the ring and. Just to, and Brett's like, I was so insistent on not jobbing to him that, that Dino, I kicked out when Dino went to cover me as opposed to just take the pinfall. <laughs> right. And I rolled outside and took the count out loss. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. damn. There you go, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go changing on me. <laughs> That's kind of amazing. Uh, after he quote unquote bench press 715 uh he adapted the world's strongest man gimmick and he would use that to feud with people like don morocco and ron garvin 
at this point he started uh, playing up, being from Canada in the States. I'm going to butcher this. Wearing the Fleur de Lis, which is the... Nailed it. Uh, Nailed maybe, it. probably. Yeah. Nailed maybe. It. Which is the symbol French saints uh, wear, or more commonly uh, to us stupid Americans, which I don't know what accent <laughs> that was, Jamaican. The, the symbol for the New Orleans saints. It's that little... Thing. Oh, yeah. and, and for the Boy I don't know what that is, but and good job. For the Boy Scouts of America as well. Oh, they use yes, it? Yes. Why? They have strong French ties oh, to the. Man. It's some I... weird, we're getting weird trivia on this. <laughs> I know. Program, this is... so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and this, you know, he teamed up with Frenchie Martin, who uh, did have some like anti American signs, but it's funny. Well, yeah, because he's French. Yeah. <laughs> Martins are dicks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever met one? Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, he, he was pretty much a major hill just by not being an American, which is the That's story need, for most man. hills. They're like, I'm here to compete in wrestling and win championships. Where are you from? Japan. Oh, you, you, oh, oh. USA. <laughs> Nicholas, what do you want out of 80s wrestling, okay? Like, like bear hugs and we hate America. We Get want political it. correctness. We want the Me Too movement. We want it all in 80s wrestling. <laughs> Well, uh, with this new hill run, he would go against Mr. America himself, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Ho! <laughs> and uh, which, you know, Duggan is the American versus not American thing, is his wheelhouse. Yeah. And set up guy for Hulk Hogan for multiple years. Yeah. Like, it, the guy that you oh, wrestled right, right, right before you got to Hogan was <laughs> To build up the USA love. Yes, exactly. Goro like, he, before you got to Shang Tsung. But, wow, that was a good one. That's a good one, too. <laughs> um, but also, too, Duggan talked about that he loved working Dino because all through the house shows in the States... Oh, yeah. You'd have the Easy USA. Easy USA. Yeah. But the problem was when they would go to Canada... It would be reversed. Like and he, and Duggan's like, I loved it. It was great. Yeah, that's I mean, great. Yeah. Like, he enjoyed every bit of that. Yeah, uh, every oh. shoot I saw with uh Hacksaw, he just spoke the world of Dino and uh yeah, he seemed like a good pretty dude. much anyone who uh any shoot people like Dino he seemed like a, a good dude listen like you yeah, couldn't accents. get hurt with him like, yeah. like, like what his moves that you just discussed but like and we shit on it but like you're not gonna get hurt doing yeah. that you just cut a promo about how you hate America beat the baby face up bring a comeback that's all you need yeah. in 1980 like that's it and, and that, that's what's beautiful about it no I, I totally love it I agree that was Dino's career he was a good looking dude that if you beat him it looked impressive it looked it looked awesome because he's a big jacked you know uh, a guy who could hit all the spots uh, he, and then you got you Jimmy know, Hart yelling at you yeah he, he's gonna protect you and it's gonna be a decent match you're gonna go over and then it's I don't know. It's it's uh, it's a good situation wrestling Dino Bravo, I guess. <laughs> it's good doing business with Dino Bravo. Yeah, there say? you go. Or maybe that's some foreshadowing for later. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me have a smoke and figure this out. <laughs> Dino and uh, Hacksaw would eventually their feud would reach its peak in October of '88 at the King of the Ring, where they'd had a flag match, and spoiler, Dino lost. No. Yeah. After that, he parted ways with Frenchie and joined Jimmy Hart's stable, and got to wrestle the Ultimate Warrior for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, and baby. also, big spoiler, would not win. Oh man, I'm really. Did uh... anyone beat the Warrior uh, except for Hogan, Undertaker? Clean slaughter. slaughter, yeah, slaughter. That wouldn't clean. What about clean? Because that wouldn't clean. Who had clean Just wins? Hogan? I don't know. Did Hogan even beat him clean? No, he didn't. Well, he beat him in WCW, but was that clean? Uh, I don't uh, remember. Was that? Do you remember? I don't know. <laughs> for once, Jake doesn't have an answer for me, and I'm really <laughs> I, upset. I had tuned out at WCW. <laughs> Warrior came back and did that whole promo. I was marking out hard. I was probably watching Stone Cold Steve Austin at that time. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, and, 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 and I would have been, but the news was that Warrior's going to be on Nitro, and that shit's going to be good. I saw it, and it was not good, and I did not care. Anymore. I don't. I disagree wholeheartedly. I loved it. It was great. <laughs> All right. But yeah, that, that that's fight, a decent fight, question. Fight. That that uh, who beat Ultimate Warrior clean? We'll talk about that later. I know who we did. Uh, Death beat Warrior. Oh, I mean, easy jokes are just (laughs) shit, man. Layups, layups all day. You know, Rodman wasn't the best player on the court, but he got you 20 rebounds. That's why I'm here. And he got two dunks, just like you got. (laughs) Dark. Fuck. (laughs) 
Bravo uh, would eventually team up with Earthquake, and uh, Bravo would display his strength by doing push-ups with Earthquake on his back, which, you know, Earthquake. Or, and wasn't it the whole thing that uh, Earthquake debuted... Yeah, he, was, he, he put Dino out the crowd, and right? Warrior. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. It was like, but he was like a ways up in the crowd too, and they pulled him out, and they did the whole thing, and then Earthquake did his butt sit down on Warrior yeah. and beat the shit out of him. That was that was that was kind of a cool debut by. Uh, Earthquake. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, very similar to Santino Morella's. Uh, wow, <laughs> fuck, really? <laughs> Where he got pulled out of the crowd, and okay. I think he won the Intercontinental Championship. I guess from... I have to agree with you based on facts, but. <laughs> <laughs> and then he did the cobra thing and that was good um <laughs> but uh dino and earthquake would eventually have a long feud with hogan and tugboat so that between <laughs> hogan and uh warrior dino got some spotlight you know yeah, he got, uh, a lot he got of, some tv yeah. time he got some pay-per-view time Listen, big bulky heel at this time, right? especially foreign heel. Foreign big bulky yeah. foreign heel. You're just Jeez. doing do the whole loop on every put everybody over have good matches and everybody's happy with it. right then he would go on to wrestle Kerry Von Erich at uh, WrestleMania 7, which was a sloppy match. We uh, watched it today, and, and it was a good three minute and Dino was some seconds. it in at this point. <laughs> he, uh, looked, he looked weirder and bulkier and, I don't know, than usual. I have not seen the match, but I will say this. I have seen Kerry Von Erich, and I will say this. Uh, I probably wasn't all Dino's fault, because I've seen... Uh, Carrie Von Eric looks sloppy, working Mr. Perfect. So uh, just <laughs> yeah. keep that. I, in no, mind. I understand, but just it was it. He looked different. He uh, he lost Carrie uh, uh, Von Eric. At this point, he get pulled off TV again, repackaged again. He quit, dying his hair blonde again. And, uh, yeah, and uh, would just be billed as the Canadian strongman Dino Bravo. Um, he would have a short run of Montreal house shows as a face against the Mountie and Barbarian. And again, a cool note from here, if you want to see the difference between him and Canada and him and America, is there's a really cool YouTube video of Dino being a hill and then turning on the Mountie when the Mountie was facing Big Boss Man. And the, the Montreal crowd just exp- like melts the walls off the place. Just... Gives him the biggest reaction for finally turning face. Where if he would have done that in Cincinnati, it just would have been like, all right. Just, just, you're just thinking about Dino versus the Mountie in Canada. Just those implications. Yeah. Of that much, that's just Jesus. Just He was such a big deal over in Canada and just never. Well, and also you shit on the Cincinnati crowd. Like, like Cincinnati was a good place to do TV, I mean, it is okay? Ohio, so that's okay, they, they right? Did, they, they, Notoriously, Bruce Pitcher talked about how great the Ohio crowds were. That's why there's a lot of pay-per-views there. So I think uh, I just hate Ohio let, drivers let, so much. It just let's just, up to... let's just shit on St. Louis crowd. How there we really? Right. Okay. Let's hear that St. Louis? Fuck you in your arms. What about Houston comedy crowds? Because I heard they're the fucking yeah, worst. Houston's supposed to be awful. <laughs> I've never done Houston. Never going to do Houston. I don't know. I just trust Cal Canaan. Houston shit. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Why? Because it's Houston. That's <laughs> what he says. They had Bill Hicks and Sam Kinison one time. <laughs> and they left. So and they left. They left. Left them. All right. In 1992, after a tour in Europe, Bravo would leave uh, the WWF and retire from wrestling. In his final match, he and Colonel Mustafa lost against the Legion of Doom in Sheffield, England. It's just very just kind of throwing stuff yeah, together. Hey, at that point. Two yeah. foreigners. Let's just put them yeah, together exactly. and just like push them over. <laughs> There's two non-Americans yeah, against yeah. two Americans. We're in England. They don't give a shit, but whatever. Two Americans in power armor. There you go. So Dino didn't exactly want to leave the WWE, and uh, his close friend Rick the Model, Martel, even tried to politic to like keep him around, but uh, you know he pitched Vince some angles. He, he, he really vouched for him, but Vince just kind of didn't want him he was done with him and yeah he was at this point he never got super over and he was really wrestling very uninspired at this point but so he did the loop. i get it he did the loop you know he put over everybody yeah the big yeah. names what else are you gonna do you're gonna put over anybody else that's coming up but you've already gone through everybody yeah you get I, to work with everybody at every different level like, there's not a whole lot to do with anything else unless you do a complete repackage. Exactly. But 
is he that dynamic of a performer? Bret Hart wouldn't think not. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's wouldn't, like, wouldn't think not. That was, I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, yeah. and that you should. And that you should. <laughs> that yeah, was great. That you was know, great. You put over the whole roster, Vince either has to now put you, you know, put, spend time and money to rebuild you, and I guess just decide. And they were getting close to going younger in a few years. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, that was it. That was the end of his wrestling days. After retiring, he, uh, he retired and he just went off to, he had a nice house and he lived his life happily. Yeah, no. Uh, he helped, uh, train wrestlers in Montreal for a while and joined the fucking mafia. But, uh, before we get into all that type of thing. Why wouldn't he? Any final thoughts on Dino Bravo, the professional wrestler? Had a great run. Like I said, he, he wrestled against all of these people. You know, he wrestled against Warrior, Hulk, you know. Kerry was a kind of a big deal probably when he wrestled him. He wrestled against Bret Hart. Different incarnations, tag matches. He was utilized to the utmost. It just, you know, maybe if he was maybe a little better talker, mm-hmm. you could have repackaged him a certain way. Or maybe they just didn't find the one thing that they could have done to change everything they were about him and right. also too at the same time he was there for so long if you do a complete reboot of him it wouldn't have stuck either so and it will people know who he is yeah it, it would have stuck for six months and they would have made an action figure out of it and then you never would have heard it again yeah. so wow. just one of those things i would, uh, the only thing uh, the youtube thing that i found that was worth it there's a old tv show called thrill of a lifetime where i guess you get kind of your you're not dying but you get your <laughs> make-a-wish and it was two old ladies that were big Dino fans, and they got to be Dino's manager on some match against, I think it was Billy Be- uh, Blackjack Billy Haynes. Is it, oh, I'm fucking the name up. No. Is that right? Maybe uh, Billy Jack Haynes. Billy Jack Haynes, yeah. And they get to be Dino's manager, and they get to cheer him on. And there's this great moment where the old ladies get in the ring for Dino, and she trips and falls down into the fucking ring, and Dino <laughs> has to pick her up and do her. That, that sounded bad. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's a pretty Did he have good... problems picking her up? Or was, she, was this Mrs. Emery that he had problems picking up? You can see his calf stretch so hard, it's really uh, difficult. Right, right, right. But, uh, yeah, that's a pretty good little YouTube Dino moment with two old ladies who just love the shit out of Dino Bravo from Canada. Dino was leaving wrestling around the time I have memories of wrestling, like getting into wrestling early 90s. I don't know. To me, he was like a very old school punch kick wrestled wrestler, which, you know, in a time of warrior screaming nonsense and Macho and Hogan being larger than life. Screaming nonsense. He just, I don't know. I don't super remember him. And I don't know. Like I said, just a good dude to work with if you're a professional wrestler. But as a fan, I don't know. <laughs> but the, but the as internet a heel, so, the internet fucking hates you. Right now. <laughs> but as a heel, he did his job because no, you, yeah, you sure, cared, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. no, you cared more about the guy he was wrestling as opposed to him. True, yeah. true, true, true. I mean, I'm not like I don't. I remember like I started watching 89, 90, 90 around there. So I remember Dino, but I don't really. I, you know, he was he was the guy who was losing. He was, but he looked impressive and he was scary and it was just. I don't, I don't see how you'd be a big fan of him, but he he did his damn job, and he yeah. did his damn job good. And again, legend in Canada. You know, uh, we can, just like Brian we, Adams. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly like Brian Adams, <laughs> the singer or the wrestler. I, still, <laughs> I always have to ask. Oh, that's that was a good joke. Oh, I, I wish I would have thought of it. <laughs> I've had it sitting over here. For a <laughs> so after his career, uh, the money obviously stop coming in but dino he was making good money his whole career because he was a good worker he was a good he was a guy you needed in your yeah, federation did, sorry, real quick jake do you have any idea like what you think he was making back then weekly monthly i mean he was there at probably the hottest time ever i mean i mean to... i heard like like two thousand a week in his high wwf days you i think? mean it's got to be six figures yeah. and then merchandise which Probably wouldn't have been that Much. great in the States, but I'm sure when they do Canadian loops, you know, people are buying Dino Bravo t-shirts, so I guess he's doing quite well, because that's always the thing with Vince, is he's not going to pay as much as anybody else to do the wrestling part of it, but your merch, yeah, and, your merch is so and then the payoffs or the pay-per-views were very big. Like, I mean, he's right in this sweet spot of, you know, late 80s, mid 80s, yeah, where it's yeah. just fantastic. So he got some money Even if he's on the show, he's getting huge. Just yeah. show with Hogan, you're getting yeah, big-ass exactly. money. Yeah, exactly. 
it, yeah. it's rather to be on the undercard of a Hogan and, yeah. match as in the main event of Anon. Yeah. And he was he would be in that undercard if not wrestling Hogan a couple of times. Right, right. So, yeah. There you go. As uh, Rick the model would say, he enjoyed his lifestyle as a you know, pretty well-off guy. And after wrestling, when you have no skills or education or <laughs> work experience, real life work experience, you Bury turn. More, please. You turn to I want to say stand up comedy. I won't. Uh, a life of crime. And what ties into that? He was a nephew by marriage of Montreal crime boss Vic Controni. And Dino was believed by authorities to be involved with organized <laughs> crime. I just love the way you say believed by authorities. Yeah, that's well, just, just, well mm, that's the thing. So good. The thing with all of this is it's all hearsay. Like, there's really, even uh, up to, like, what happens with them. Other than, you know, there are people who, there's no reason to lie about uh, a lot of this. So it's probably true. But it's but, also, I don't think how true it is. Yeah. We, we talk about Vic Catroni, I believe, maybe is how you say it. I don't know. I'm taking a stab in the dark as well. Please don't murder us if it's not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but, the, but the, the Catroni family, like, he was the, the capo regime of the Catro family, which was Capos connected. pretty fucking, yeah. Yeah, which was a branch of the... Bonanno family? Bonanno. I think Bonanno. Bonanno family, which yeah. was one of the five families yeah. in New York. Like, yeah. they were the Montreal wing of that. Mm-hmm. And Vic was working very closely with that. And, you know, the Bonanno family. Yep. Like, you know, they were a part of commission. I mean, real quick, yeah, it was Bonanno, Lucchese, uh, Genovese, uh, Colombo, and Gambino. Those were the five big ones then. And if you're connected to those, you are a scary motherfucker. Yeah, and they were basically their Canadian wing yeah. and and for people who don't know the the banana family was the family that was associated with donnie brasco yeah. which was actually the thing that got him kicked which, out of the commission yeah. with the five families yeah. yeah which family does olive garden lucchese <laughs> don't laugh it's, i'm right and you thought you were making a joke what but if it's, it is it's correct <laughs> yeah it is but if it's tied all the way you were making a joke, and guess what? You're wrong, and it's a real thing, so don't... No, yeah, man. because the original slogan was, when you're here, you're, you're Lucchese. <laughs> and they were like, you know what? This doesn't sound... It doesn't really roll off the tongue. But as connected as Cut Roney was when he was on top of the crime family, we're talking about late 70s. Like, Dino was in the prime of his career. Yeah, yeah, Vic dies in 84. Yeah, So Vic Dino's still wrestling. And a matter of fact, like, Vic's successor, gets into a mob war with a rival family in Montreal and Vic's protege loses that war and some would believe that Vic was the one that uh, okayed the hit on his successor. Wow. So basically... Ah. we got some gaudy shit going on. Vic wasn't even like a, a player. He was completely out of the game and he his successor was a guy that he basically turned on and he died in 84, and we're still another decade before Dino becomes involved with a right. life of crime. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, the, when you, even if you have a family member and you get kind of brought in, as soon as your connection is gone, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, or yeah, you're, yeah. You're, not, you're not fucked, but your connections for safety well, are totally what, out the window. Yeah. Especially when you're a rat for the losing side <laughs> of the war, basically. Yeah. Those, yeah, lots of strikes. Lots yeah, of that's strikes. a lot of strikes, so I don't know what type of connections... Dino would have in, in, in a wrestling locker room if you know you're like oh my grandfather was Vic Catroni and he was yeah, a big yeah. mob guy wrestling oh he was he's connected he's connected yeah. so much in fact that he was so connected that actually he was used as kind of a pawn in uh, Jacques Rougeau's little game that he was playing with Dynamite Kid where he sucker punched uh, Dynamite Kid and to avoid retaliation from the Dynamite Kid Jacques Rougeau walked up to Dino Bravo, who he knew had a mob connection, and goes to Dino like, hey, I know some people in Montreal, and whispered a name who he knew that Dino would know, and say, this is Dynamite Kid's home address. If anything happens to me, that person will go see him. And he knew Dino was a big mouth, and he knew he would go tell Vince. It would spread. It would spread. So so Dino was like, hey, Jacques hired this one guy. Trust me, I know him. You know, because you know, you know, my reputation of being in the mafia, which that all could have been bullshit from Jacques' part. Yeah. But that's the way he's going to protect himself from getting retaliation from Dynamite Kid after sucker punching. So, well, like, I, I don't know that's uh, was it just like a locker room sucker punch or was the. We'll get into that whole story. Oh, time, but man. That's... So many teases for later <laughs> episodes. I love it. 
Um, did you see that Vic was a pro wrestler? I did not. He wrestled yeah. as a uh, Vic Vincent. Uh, he was which so he was. I think he was born in 1910. So I'm gonna assume he wrestled <laughs> in like the 30s, uh, 40s. Probably really right. Um, yeah. So pro wrestler himself before he also joined the mafia. I mean, I do believe that when D- when there was all these claims that Dino had opportunities yeah, to join totally. the family, especially yeah, yeah. like when he was first breaking in and probably not making as much money as he was making in WWF in 1988. <laughs> like, I'm sure there was times in the early part where like, hey, you sure you want to do this or you want to come work for me? I'm kind right, of the right. top guy here. But then in 84, all that's gone and dried up. So what did Dino do? Um, he would begin smuggling cigarettes with the help of native Canadians. And by native, I mean Columbus would have called them Indians. Yeah. Uh, indigenous Canadians who loved Dino. They were big Dino marks. Yeah, that yeah, is, they, were, uh, yep. they would help him. I and mean, th- can you imagine LeBron James right. walking yeah. up and being like, hey, can you help me smuggle some cigarettes? And I'm like, sure, LeBron, even though I think Jordan's better. But go yeah. right ahead. <laughs> The reason they were smuggling cigarettes, I which could have were, said so much uh, there, I don't know what to say. <laughs> which were <laughs> cigarettes were legal, but they had just got taxes put on the on tobacco, which made the prices skyrocket. So they smuggled them in, sold them for a cheaper price. That's yeah, how... the, the the thing that I saw was like fifty dollars um, with taxes is what they would cost, but they could get them for twenty five, so they're making like double their money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, they're doing what New York is doing with tall sodas. <laughs> you you tax them high so people would stop using them because they're bad that for so you. That was so stupid. And that's basically kind of what they're doing for we cigarettes. Get into movie in theater stuff. I'm just getting mad. <laughs> yeah. So. But, um. All right, and then Martel said because of how over and how big and how uh, loved Dino was in Canada, it was easy for him to get uh, customers. So he was crushing it. And as someone who was crushing it in illegal activities, he got the attention of the Canadian mafia, which I know the (laughs) Canadian... (laughs) on the surface. I I know the Canadian mafia sounds like an SNL sketch. You come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding like a hosa. Yeah, but as we outline right here, it's a serious arm of yeah, yeah, families uh, in New York. Funny. So is Philadelphia a serious arm, but the Canadian arm, much funnier. <laughs> much more easy to laugh at. All right, so yeah, he's pushing cigarettes. The mafia is like, hey, we'll give you, uh, allegedly, of course, uh, we will. <laughs> yeah, Dino might fuck you up if you say something. Uh, the mafia basically goes to Dino, says, hey, we'll give you a piece of our cocaine action if you give us a piece of your cigarette action. And but I think it was also the the more, not just cigarette action, but the... Connections. Yeah, the, the connection, the, the way that the he could get the clientele, stuff across, the, yeah. the, the way that he could ship the stuff, it was more about that. So, uh, and that would eventually lead to Dino's downfall because... Well, even before we get there... The, Wait, sorry, sorry. Uh, Dino's downfall. I just want to play a Rolling Stones song. I, f- I forget the one that Scorsese used the most, but I feel like just for like five seconds, pretend you're listening to... I was thinking of Lay- like Layla, like that, that slow... <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that from the uh, I wish I, w- I wish I would have researched this better because there's a Scorsese song used like four times. But anyway, just pretend there's a Scorsese song playing over this. Can't All get right. no satisfaction. All right, yeah, that's good. All right. Good Paint one. it black. All right, keep going. I'm out. <laughs> you know what you want, but you get what you need. Man, see, we're killing it. Oh, um, right. but but no, like Martel was just when he was saying wasn't even like mafia connections, just coke coke dealers. Yeah, or, yeah. Or like you know, Dino was the cigarette guy, so these coke guys were like, hey, so you're making a lot of action. Hey, but I'll let you in on some of our action if you mm. let us in on some of yours. So we don't even know if those people were necessarily tied to the mafia. They probably were, yeah. or they might have been just regular ass drug dealers that were ambitious. Yeah, because I mean, if you were a drug, I mean, I, I don't know how Canada works, but just back then, if you were a drug dealer, you weren't going to be doing too much freelance shit unless. The mafia had some piece or was getting some piece. Especially out of the deal. amount that we're going to probably talk yeah, to. Yeah, the, 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 the size of the money. There yeah. was probably some connections. So, what happened was eventually uh, Dino would have a miscommunication with a pickup guy. <laughs> yeah, Kyle, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, with a pickup guy who, and it would lead. So, he just left. Yeah, can the we stop? Can, can we be like, like three he, days? He leaves it there. The guy a waits. A shipment of $400,000 worth. Waits three days to pick it up. It's just sitting there, and then apparently the cops are there to bust him. And it's like, 
they, Dino blames it on him, and I'm really like, yeah, Dino should blame it yeah, on him. It was like, like, dude, there's illegal drugs here. Let's go get them and get them out of the way and get this over with. And you're just like, oh, God, I feel so, for Dino. I feel for him. They lose one of their foot soldiers, and on top, $400,000 in cocaine. Inflation-wise, that's got to, I mean, this could be well over a million I mean, I don't, fuck, two, and, two and a half? And you got to think in Canadian dollars. Is this Canadian oh college in the U.S.? Or oh what, what are we talking about here? <laughs> we got to put an exchange rate on this? Oh, man, that's probably like $5 billion, Nick. <laughs> I ask, with $400,000 in cocaine gone, what is Tim Allen going to have for breakfast? Oh, <laughs> you know what? He was framed and... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> It was around this time, uh, which I'm sure he read in his book, that Dino told Brett he knew his days were numbered. And yeah, if you lose half a million dollars of the mafia shit, it is time to flip and go Henry Hill and yeah, re- yeah, move yeah. to Florida. Or You're supposed to be breaking the fourth wall and talking about ketchup on pasta. Yeah, it's uh, not not going to end well for Dino. Well, especially, like I said, you were connected, your uncle... By marriage was a, a top, <laughs> by marriage was yeah. was a top guy. Which I, I don't know. The by marriage part is that like if you're the blood part is very important in the mafia, and the by marriage part really isn't gonna be that big of a deal. Yeah, but that's thing. He's he's not loosely he's he's loosely connected, and also to a guy who set up a guy who was a rival to the guy who is currently running shit in the area. So it's like, oh, you were basically on the other side of this war of this guy and 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 your uncle by marriage flipped <laughs> on the guy he put in charge. So how do I know you're not going to flip on me? <laughs> yep. I mean, it just it's a bad no, circumstance. It's a whole trust thing and it's like, yeah, you you the whole double triple cross, they're not going to trust you if you're constantly fucking and other people he, over. And even if he's not like fully connected with the mafia, like you said, we're talking about like $400,000 worth of shit, you're not going to do that unless the mafia okays that. So yeah. even if he's not in the family, the fact that like, oh, it's occurring. They could, the police could see him just like, just as connected as the top guy. Like, yeah, oh, you're so-and-so's nephew. So obviously, you know, all these people, he can make right. up all this shit, which he'd build just enough case for them to search people and fuck them over big time. Yeah. So it's almost like you, you have to, do something about Dino just out of sheer paranoia and yeah, just to be exactly. safe. Yeah, yeah. Not even like he has it coming, but it's just like just on the safe side, let's take care of Dino. Yep. Well, what did he have coming? On uh, March 10th, 1993, the 44-year-old Dino would be found in his Quebec home. He was hit by 17 bullets. Boom. From wait, wait. Boom, 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 he was hit by 17 bullets from two different guns seven to the head 10 to the torso which leads me to believe that he was murdered no (laughs) real quick on his uh date of death which is totally messed up which uh, i didn't really realize till i actually went on ebay and bought inside wrestling uh (laughs) where were we uh july 1993 because it actually has a cover the murder of Dino Bravo, which we're, uh, we'll get on our Instagram Everyone and Facebook and all this stuff. Oh, wow, the cover, everyone's dead except Bret Hart. Hart. But until this, when this episode airs, we'll have all probably killed we Bret Hart. We did talk about Bret Hart a lot on this episode, so I... So Bret Hart's probably dead right shut now. Shut your fucking <laughs> So anyway, right uh... I bought this off eBay pretty quick. We'll put, we'll put up pictures of good true crime wrestling stuff, which I'm double winner for, but... The thing that it pointed out to me was pretty crazy. Dino died on March 10th, and Carrie Von Erich, a.k.a. the Texas Tornado, died on February 18th. And then right before that, Andre the Giant died on January 27th. So three huge names in the wrestling world died all within six months in the, in the early stages three of 19... Three months, right? There. No. That's January, say? February, March. Did I say six months? Yeah. I meant six weeks. Six weeks. I'm an idiot. But yeah, all died very early within six weeks of early 1993. It was just bam, bam, bam. And uh, two of them very major tragedies. Yeah, yeah. horrific. Yeah, God, they had- sad deaths. Like, uh, like, and any even like you could say a third, but Andre had been Andre, fighting uh, his health for quite Andre. some time. Was that was coming. It was yeah. sad, no, nonetheless, but it wasn't as Sad and as dark Tragic as Dino and Carrie. Yeah, Dino and Carrie. They weren't forensic files episodes. Yes. 
Which is worse, Carrie or Dino? What? Which is worse than, um, well, I mean, I can't think of a good joke. I don't think we're looking for a joke. I think we're looking for some humanity. Genuine human emotion. We're looking for humanity, Michael, I believe was the answer. Go on. Take Carrie Von Eric. Take him. He just called me Michael. God (laughs) damn it. You deserved it. (laughs) You deserved it. Uh, But no, I would easily say Carrie Von Eric because, I mean, we'll get into it. But yeah, that's going to be a long one. Um, With Dino's murder, there is absolutely no sign of struggle or forced entry, uh, which. The police, the Mounties, whatever they're called. Uh, Can I say real quick? Mounties are legit fucking badasses. Mounties are basically the FBI of Canada. uh, So they make fun of the Mountie and blah, 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 blah. But they're legit, like, they're detectives. They're bad. Then why did Rocky and Bowwinkle have to always defeat? (sighs) Oh, man, I just don't know what to say right now. (laughs) All right. We were looking for humanity, Nicholas. (laughs) Not a joke, okay? (laughs) So, uh, they believe that Dino knew the killers because, you know, no forced entry, no right. signs of struggle. But I think that's just how polite Canadians are. Oh, it's true. Know, they it's knocked true. on the door. They're like, hey, Dino, we're here to murder you. And he's like, what are you doing in the cold, friend? Come but have you seen the me. game? Have you seen the game? <laughs> yeah, right? right, exactly. You want a Molson? You want a Molson? <laughs> <laughs> Which I think was actually a detail, detail that he was drinking Molson. Like, really? I, was it? I, I missed wa- that I, one. I want to say that somebody... <laughs> Has said before that he was like one of the no. The thing I saw there was a there was a Reddit thread where it said some some guy who says his uncle was part of it said that they were drinking some type of whiskey. There was like whiskey glasses found, but uh, there was uh, it was only Dino's fingerprints found, but there was no other fingerprints. So it added up to the fact that they were wearing gloves. But then that comes down to the whole fact that of course they're wearing gloves because it's Canada and it's It's fucking cold cold as shit. So I mean, it worked perfectly (laughs) for covering up. Your murder well, and it could have been just as quickly as he knew somebody was coming over, and I think Rick Martell said it best. The guy could, probably came in, and was like, "Hey, can I use your bathroom real quick?" Yeah. And the bathroom was down the hall. He comes out through the hall, choo, choo, right choo, choo. and yeah. I, I love the, the, the. They said they probably use silencers because none of the neighbors. Yeah, were... but uh, yeah, I don't because silencers don't do that much. Silencers are still make guns are really fucking loud. Yeah. Like they are still really the the best part that that I. Figure the forensic files fun part of it is they figured he got shot in the back of the head because his uh, his hand was loose with the remote because if it was going to be in front if if they were just going to walk up and pop 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 then he was going to see it coming he was going to tense up and it was I mean it was going to be like that till his yeah, die right, right, right. right then so I was like some good detective work that's some good detective work well. To this day, his murder is an absolute unsolved. They didn't want to solve cold it. Cold case. They don't want to solve it. Yeah, I don't know if they want to rattle the mafia. Uh, although all signs point to it being another murder by Kevin Sullivan and oh. his ruthless thugs in the Dungeons of Doom. Oh. How high do the goddamn bodies have to pile? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. What are a couple of the details I got? The cocaine that was in the. That was in the warehouse was in tomato cans, so they were trying. Uh-huh. They were really fucking trying. And San Marzano tomato cans, probably because that's Italian. That, that's, that's really good quality. Italian. You told me to that's use that good. to make sauce, <laughs> or maybe they're just Andy Warhol fans. I don't know. But then also uh, there was there was also another thing I found where uh, Bravo allegedly had uh, gotten in a fight with some bikers, like a Hell's Angels. I don't know if it was a Hell's Angels chapter, but something of the sort. A week before, no, there's in- Hell's Angels in Canada. Well, I mean, I'm sure they're, they, yeah. they, they they refer they're, to them as the hells. They're called hex angels. We did a, um, an interview with the Super Smash Brothers, uh-huh. and they kept talking about the hells, the hells. Uh-huh. And I go, what, what are the hells? They go, hell's angels. Uh-huh. And they just say the name. Say, <laughs> say the whole fucking name. Man. But, uh, yeah, or just pretty- say Ultimat, something. <laughs> Throw it in there. Ultimat, that'd be good. Good one, Jake. That was fucking good. Um, but yeah, apparently they got in a fight with them before, uh, like a week before in Quebec City, and I heard that could have been related. And another thing I found that uh, there was two other mafia-linked guys that were killed in Dino's same neighborhood uh, within six months, all all same circumstances, same everything. So yeah. there could have been a whole whole dealio going there. That's the thing. It made the mafia nervous. Uh, you think that you know if you're gonna flip on them, they're gonna. They're gonna take you out back. And yeah, and there was a, there. Were, I also read something where they thought that Dino was getting a little frisky with shipments, where he was collecting some to sell them off easier, rather right, than right. 
like he was keeping some and yeah, then selling yeah, yeah. some legitimately. Cooking the so, books. So, yeah, cook, cooking the books. So, I think well, that's all I got. Between the Hells Angels, the Mafia, the <laughs> cocaine guys. Hulk Hogan, the, probably. Yeah, Hogan. Kevin uh, Sullivan, apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, someone was going to get to him. All right, final thoughts on Dino Bravo, death, wrestling. Super sad death. Yeah, it's brutal. Um... You know, long career. You know, would have been would have been nice to to see Odino do the, the convention circuit, or at least yeah. a couple couple years of it. Probably would have been a fun guy, or maybe a grimacy old man that would have yelled at me at a wrestle <laughs> wrestle reunion event or something like that. Um, and you would have cherished that moment. I would have much like I cherished the moment when Paul Orndorff screamed at me <laughs> for no reason. Especially- he thought you were a jackal. And then... uh, something and I, he had a big full-on civil war mustache so i just couldn't stop laughing inside <laughs> while he was screaming at me um but yeah like it's super sad and it just it it sucks because it's it's just if he would have took care of his money a lot of those guys that you just think yeah you're, you're, that was you're, an, yeah you think you're on that ride forever yeah. and and it's just like you don't learn to put it away and know that this isn't always going to be that way. But just, it, we see the story with professional football players all the time. Yeah, just, was, that's what, immediately when it was brought up, I just thought of professional sports players and how they just mismanaged all those horror stories. And this is that same one that it, you kind of figure it happens, but this is most the biggest example I've seen of just getting used to the money, can't get on the lifestyle, and it just it takes you down really bad, man. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, um, yeah, Dino seemed... Well liked, he was a solid worker, and brutal death. Maybe one of the worst uh, in all of wrestling. I mean, it, it, it's stupid, but I mean, he he didn't see it coming. There was no pain. It's, yeah, it's I stupid. Guess. It's stupid, but I mean, in the ways of that, like it wasn't it wasn't horrible for him. So that's true, I guess. Says the person who didn't get shot in the back of the head. I mean, it's true. <laughs> but I was just, you know, he didn't have to suffer too much. He was enjoying his hockey game and his whiskey. That's and, true. And there you go. Sucks. All right. Wrap it up. Holy shit, we're on iTunes. Find us on iTunes, uh, Tim Bell Pod. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Facebook. Also Stitcher too as well. Stitcher. YouTube. So. YouTube. Uh, well, Tim Bell Pod for all of the things except for YouTube, which you can find at Man Scout Manning. Woo! Also check out his Instagram, his Twitter. You can follow Micah on Twitter at jtwatter. <laughs> wow, you fucking piece of shit. Freudian slip. Yeah, uh, follow Michael at... <laughs> follow follow Michael. Michael at jtwatter49. <laughs> jtrotter27. Uh, Tim Bell Pod at everything. This is episode number two. Dino Bravo. Bye.